So, Eric, when you introduce yourself tonight, no, I have a way you can introduce yourself, <laughs> but you're probably <laughs> not going to like it. There's a show I'm watching called Fastest Car. So they're taking these sleeper cars and they're racing them against supercars. And on the show, they make the supercar owners, ordinarily the supercar owners look like the bad guys. And this one guy goes, <laughs> this guy goes, my name's Eric and I spell it like the Vikings. I spell it with a K. <laughs> But I don't spell it. I know. <laughs> it's like, Eric's not to do that. Now you spell, do. Yeah. I spell it, T-R-I-K, like the Vikings do. <laughs> I can say, my name's Eric, and I don't spell it like, like the, the Vikings, Vikings do. I spell it with a C. <laughs> the C, like the... Who spells like, it with a... I don't know. Who is, yeah, Christians? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not that like the, Eric is a Christian uh, uh, name. Tr- you, know, tr- you know Eric from the Bible? Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> that's the way the chartered accountants spell it, you know? Like Virginians do. <laughs> <laughs> like normal people do? Yeah. What about the people that spell it with a CK? Like idiots uh, do? They can't decide. Those yeah. people are indecisive. <laughs> oh, there's you many really, spellings. You have to really pronounce the... You yeah. could be like yeah. Eric, Eric LaSalle. Eric LaSalle spelled it with a Q. Whoa. Really? I never noticed uh, that. French. The guy from uh, Coming to America, you know? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Let your soul... Get out of here, dog. <laughs> hey, good day, Dom. <laughs> Was that our banter? Sure. Eric with a K. <laughs> Just spell it with a K for now. Like the Vikings. Black, no. <laughs> Black Sabbath with a Q. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first fall in love with metal? I went to this record store and I was going to get the new Journey album, and there was like an older kid there, and he's like, don't get that, man, get this. And he gave me the Ozzy Osbourne Blizzard of Oz. Where else can these kids go where they come somewhere and they all feel a sense of, you know, this is our thing, you know? Let me tell you something about Slayer fans. They look like the extras from Lord of the Rings. They came out of nowhere, under the ground. The, The passion and the darkness. The evil of the music. <laughs> you know, marriage is like, marriage is like, you ever go to a concert and you see a mosh pit and you're like, you know what, I'm going to go get in that mosh pit. But then once you get in it, you're like, I do not want to be in this mosh pit. Good win in a wrestling match. Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. All right. Welcome back to Somewhere in Time Podcast, everybody. Somewhere in time podcast.com is where you find us online. Get to all our shiznit there. Facebook, what? Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube. That's a lot. That's one of MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> so uh, we're back. I am Eric. I don't spell it with a K. <laughs> Maybe um, you should. Like a Viking. <laughs> Uh, Tim's here. Hello. Keith's here. Good evening. And Joe with a beard is here. I'm here with a beard. So this episode is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, we kind of changing up the the game plan. Oh, yeah. We'll see how it bit. goes. I wouldn't say it's interesting yet. <laughs> True. Well, it's different. Yeah, it's different from our previous ones. Um, nothing. We We're using the time machine before. a lot on this one. Yes, we are. We're really living up to our name. Um, yeah, so we're doing an album from 1970, an album from 1980, and an album from 1990. 
and those albums respectively are Morrison Hotel by The Doors, Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath, and When the Storm Comes Down by Flotsam and Jetsam. So. 50-40-30, right? What? What's that now? 50-40-30, right? That's the, oh, yes. The... 50th anniversary, 40th anniversary, 30th. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 50 that's years a, old. Is that a percentage? That Open it... your fucking ears, jackass. <laughs> Limits. <laughs> so we should start with Flotsam and Jetsam, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would almost be the honorable mention. That was... Um, that was a 1990 album that was like just barely didn't make the cut. So figured we throw it in on Would this, this episode. Had it had any chance of being on the show if if Tim weren't a part of the show? Did you even think? I know Keith and I would not have. It was on my list, but I didn't. This. I honestly didn't remember this album, so I it probably wouldn't have not. Have probably been. a good reason for that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. in fairness, the doors probably wouldn't have been. Either, yeah, that's so. true. That's true. <laughs> And right, Sabbath, well, maybe not either. Well, if yeah. it weren't, you know. Yeah. Let's I'm play 1980? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What song should I play? Suffer the Masses, maybe? I think that was the Everyone, video well, song. Yeah, that was the uh, No, it's played No More Fun. Oh, because it's a bass? <laughs> no, because it <laughs> oh, because sucks. I, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what, K-A-B. K-A-B. What, which one is that? Uh, that no, K-A-B is dumb. Don't don't what? It's like, they're not even... The, it's not, not even, even as funny as it's like it's not even funny seconds. as a nuclear assault. It would definitely uh, it's, not, it's like a DRI tune. It's like <laughs> oh, it's, it's it sort of would, it would, would ensure I'm not breaking any copyright laws for sure if I play that one because <laughs> it's only 20 seconds. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, anyway, let me play. I'll play stuff in the passes. I think that was the video song. It was the big hit. Yeah, so Flotsam and Jetsam is uh, Eric A.K. on vocals, Kelly David Smith on drums, Edward Carlson on guitar, Troy Gregory on bass, and Michael Gilbert on guitar. And this album is this the was, same lineup as last time we talked about it. I th- I don't know because this is the first album without Jason, right? No, or no it's not. No, we only did one album with him. Sorry, yeah. I don't know who was on bass on this on the second album. It was Troy Gregory. Was it okay? Yeah, it was. Then, right. then yeah, it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see what one, but yeah, and this was produced by uh, Alex Perialis, which explains a lot. Not, yeah, it does. Yeah, explain I a did lot. not know. Uh, I didn't either. It's yeah. not on the way. You know who else forgot about this album? Is Wikipedia. Yeah, I know. I had to, I had to really search for who <laughs> produced like this track. One. It's like the track listing and some. Yeah, and the personnel in the band. Yeah. that's it. I had to find a picture of the back of the CD to find out who produced this album. <laughs> Good lord, that it was, on, it was on Wikipedia, wasn't it? No, I didn't see it there. Well, maybe it was. A, no, yeah. it, uh, uh, it doesn't list who it is. Now, look at here. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, it does. Yeah. Somebody just added that. 
<laughs> I didn't edit it. <laughs> no, I think you're right though, because I don't I don't remember finding. Yeah, I don't think it was there. Wikipedia. Yeah. I don't, anyway, hmm. I don't want to go okay. that. Anyway, that yeah. So the album, I don't know. For everything, I don't. The album sounds not. I mean, no, so it's it's mixed well, but it sounds overall really bad. You think it's mixed well? I think. Well, I can hear everything. Yeah, I, think, I can hear all yeah, the instruments. But everything sounds bad. Yeah, they all sound. But yeah, it's a good. I can hear all the instruments, but they all sound bad. Well, so there's I, a weird, I, a weird I, thing with the mixing. I noticed right up front is on the master sleeps specifically. The bass sounds good in the beginning, and yeah. then once he starts singing, it's like they took the yeah. the, the bass and just lo- huh. dr- dropped it, turned it down. Show us. <laughs> Maybe it won't come through here. I don't know how well it's going to come through here. But. Wait, the master is all you survey. Gone. I don't know. Maybe maybe they just boosted the vocals up really loud. Vo- yeah, they're very loud. The vocals too but loud. It's almost I don't know. If it feels to, it felt to me like the whole thing. Yeah, probably. yeah, I think so. Loud vocals, yeah. but just the shift in the way it sounded right there as soon as the vocals came in is just weird. It's just yeah, it's a weird thing. The a lot of the you know like when we would record something for like practice or whatever, we would forget the levels like and come yeah. back next the next day. And, Everything would sound different. Yeah, and you yeah. try to record it and be frustrating. I, I, it seems like they did that with this. They didn't really because the mixing is not consistent throughout. Yeah, some well, of the solos are incredibly loud too. Yeah, is that it's yeah, it's a weird sounding album. It's, well, it's really funny weird. you should mention like us practicing because to me it sounded like a demo I, I would hear in 1991 from like a local band. Yeah, it does <laughs> sound like that. Yeah, it really like does. it was a, si- a silence's demo probably sounded as. <laughs> Like this album. Yeah. Yeah. If this was their first album, I'd give it a break. Well, right. you know what's interesting about that? That's kind of what I felt a little bit, because this is the first album where they had to be on their own without Jason helping them write songs. This is the first yeah. album without any Jason Newstead writing credits. That's true. So it sort of feels like, okay, we're Starting stepping over. in this different direction where our primary songwriter is gone, and they're sort of finding their way again, because mm-hmm. the next album was really good. So I do kind of give it a little bit of a break because of that. I mean, I can't give some of those vocal decisions a pass at all. (laughs) Some of those decisions he makes on vocals are beyond stupid. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Every song he does something. I think he thought he was traveling through time and it was 1985. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, it's almost before the first album. Because the first album has some stuff on it. You go, whoa, dude, no. But it's the first album. He's much more reined in on that, though. Yeah, and on this, the next album, on No Place for Disgrace, it was, it was it was improved. It was more aggressive. And this one comes out, and he's like, I'm going to go back to that weird, yeah. random shriek for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Or like, one of, one which of the worst way is the wind blows. Or suffer the masses. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sufferer. Sufferer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't give that a pass. But I mean, I, I've liked Flotsam since 86, so I, I they got to you know, a special place in my heart. Well, we but, started with Master Sleeps. While we're on that song, I wanted to mention there's a lyric in that song that I don't get where he says, I'm free like a rat in a cage. I'm assuming he means he's not free. He's like, not free, yeah. I think he's being ironic. So yeah. shouldn't he have said, I'm as free as a rat in a cage? Like, isn't that a better analogy? <laughs> like, yeah, a better way to yeah. say it. Yeah. 
I would say and so. It, Maybe it didn't fit. It, it, but it does fit. I'm as free as a rat in a cage instead of I'm free like a rat in a cage. It just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's verbally, it doesn't make sense verbally or, or grammatically, but <laughs> I guess that's not really what metal guys are. I, I just think he was trying to be sarcastic. So you mentioned this was the first album to not feature writing credits from Jason. It was also the last album with Troy Gregory on bass. Yeah. And after this, he joined Prong. So. And the guy they, they got on the next album is a lot better than Troy Gregory on bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Ward? J- Jason? Uh, Jason Ward, yeah. Yeah, Jason Ward. Is it Jason right. Ward? Yeah. yeah he, they got another Jason on bass. Yeah, and he was mm-hmm. with the band until 2013. Troy Gregory yeah. was also not that great in prong. So yeah, he's a good bass player, though, right? I, I, mean, are, I mean, I think he's he must have an attitude problem or something because he doesn't seem to last very long. And <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, he's got the little cool thing in the beginning of "No More Fun," right? This thing. I want to play it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Is cool. that the one? How do you talk about that song? Yeah, this. <laughs> no. I see the mic Look. I don't like this stuff mixing with my thrash albums. <laughs> yeah. Usually doesn't come off your That's the only that part song. Of that song. Yeah. That song <laughs> oh my god, that song. Fucking horrible. That, that lyric, why, why, why part? Yes. That, that <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I don't know not, why. I wonder why. That's why, not why? good. <laughs> I mean, is, is that rap rock? No. <laughs> no, you don't think it is. Nah, I don't think. I, I, heard, mean, I, I read a review where there's the guy kind of said they're, they're, they're trying to sound like, um, like Mordred. Or they're kind of going. Oh that yeah, yeah, a little bit of yeah. Thrash bands were doing that because Sacred Reich did a little funk thing on their album too from that year. And yeah. nuclear, was it Nuclear Assault? Yeah, they had Funky Noise in '89. Oh right. So wasn't bands, Sacred Reich's bass player in this band for a little bit too? I don't think so because that's that's the, the Sacred Reich's singer and bass player. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. right. Did Phil right. Rind? Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, he did fill in for Jason after they left. Oh really? Well, they're both from Arizona, so. Hmm. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that. This is a Phoenix, Arizona band, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The guitar part atrophy from there too. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. atrophy. <laughs> Whose album of this year sounds better than this album? Makes it, <laughs> it maybe, Yeah, production wise, it's probably better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It might be I just better. don't like the guitar <laughs> sound. <and I> <laughs> the, the bass sounds flat and muddy, and yeah. I just like. I thought the songs were kind of. Um, there were some cool songs like "Burn Device." That's cool parts. M Tech mm-hmm. is silly on the lyrics, but I mean, it's definitely a different song for that genre. October I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah, October Thorns is great. That's and, the best and song. M Tech one. I, I said the same thing, Joe. The lyrics are goofy, but it's I really like the song. You know what, I think he turns into a fish in the song. What's that? You know, you know what M Tech stands for? Uh-uh. Edward Michael Troy oh, Eric I Kelly. Just see oh boy. <laughs> What's with all the initials and shit on this I don't acronym? KB, yeah. What's only two? Six, six, that six. Other, the album before it had one, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They like their acronyms. Yeah. Eric AK. P-A-A-B. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I agree, Tim. I think um, October Thorns stand out. I like Suffer the Masses, even though that's goofy. Yeah. Suffering. Yeah, other than that, it's good. And um, Master Sleeps, I like, too. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's a good... <laughs> Nah. Thrash opener, cool. I mean, it's somewhat generic, but it's you know, generic. Yeah, Scorn a lot of it. That, that was the that was six, the six, term six that kept generic. Yeah, generic is the term that kept coming from me too. Yeah, the second half especially, it sort of runs out of ideas for sure. 
Yeah. But can you play some of Intech? Yeah. Yeah, I had something to say about that too. You think that that acoustic that little acoustic part yeah, would have been better without drums? Mm. No, I kind of like the weird drumming behind it. I was, yeah, I was kind of undecided on that. I was like, I wonder if it could have worked better because the drums are a little wonky there. I thought the yeah. transitions were kind of wonky there. Like it, mm. I mean, it's a good song, and I like the I like each piece of it, but the way they go into each piece seems a little clunky. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for me, I would say like you know, starting going from start to finish. Like this song, like is totally in left field. Like it doesn't at all kind of. I, I thought it was just very, very different from the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. I actually liked it. I mean, the vocals. This is like the only song I think that the vocalist doesn't destroy. <laughs> um, but I don't know. For, for me, so far with this album, really, like I hated this initially. I would say. Listening to it, you know, I've listened to it probably about four or five times, you know, in the last two weeks. And this thing definitely grew on me as the more I listened to it. You get used to, uh, you know, I mean, pretty much, you know, I think we've kind of stated that the uh, vocalist did not get the memo that the 80s were over. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, he, I mean, the the thing I mentioned in, uh, what is it, uh, in 666, like the, the song starts so great. And then the vocals are fine for the verse, and it's pretty much every single song. You pretty much, you know, you could sit around with your friends and take a bet to see how long it's going to take for the vocalist to ruin the song. It's just like, oh, he's going to do it in the chorus this time. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that would be a, a good drinking game. It would be. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I can play a good example of this. Let's see. Please. Burn Device is, let's see, 353, I think I wrote down. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> why? There's no reason to do that right there. No. I mean, was it the producers like, hey, why are you, you trying to? <laughs> oh, God. You play the I wonder why part and <laughs> also the suffer the masses thing. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we trashed um, Rob Halford, so we might as well. <laughs> Let me see. Also, that riff there, it's like the guy just learned how to do harmonics. Like every note, single note, I'm going to make a harmonic. It doesn't work. No, no, no. Don't do that. Oh, and then you said, um, what was the other one? Oh, Suffer the Suffer the Masses. masses. Do you know where the song is? Did anyone make a note of that? The horrible suffering. Uh, time no, but it's at yeah, five, it five oh seven. Oh, there you okay, go. Okay, there you okay. go. Thank you. Rain Man. 
Five oh seven. There we go. Suffering. Listening to you, I'm suffering. Yeah. Well, okay. If you want to play something cool, go to four oh five and October Thorns. Yeah, that I is, have that. I have that too. That's awesome. himself at the end there but everything else on that is cool and the main riff that song is really good too yeah that's a really good song that's did anyone else feel like um this is specifically i I noted it for burning device it's like a a very queens kind of feel to this Hmm. like i i I don't know i think i didn't get that just the main play play some of it i'll see if i can Was there a specific part? Yeah, I didn't. That? Of course, I didn't write down. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I would say that, the, like the guitar and like going on during the the verse there, like uh, is I think what I was alluding or noting. Hmm. Not very. I, I just I felt like that song. You know, obviously you can. You know, this is a thrash band, but that song was not. You know, thrash from start to finish. I'd say mm-hmm. that had a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, '90s esque. You know, influence. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. The recording uh, inconsistencies it might be, be explained because it was or by the fact that it looks like they recorded in three places. God. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Huh. Ithaca, New York, New York, New York, and Berkeley, California. Oh, weird. Well, that'd do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that might explain the different like because you were saying the bass does sound different in that song. Yeah, like it's poppier mm-hmm. and like you can hear the you know it's a little the high end's a little better. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Huh. Do you want to talk about this album cover, anybody? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the album cover, and then then we'll read some listener notes. We'll, <laughs> yeah. We'll what does everyone think of this? It's terrible. It's, yeah, it's, it's one of those uh, Queen Strike Empire. I created this on my Mac. Yeah, album exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like clip art, and they I put the <laughs> shit over the top of it. It's terrible. And they changed their logo. Yeah, yeah. there is no logo. It's, it's boring. Like, yeah. <laughs> Blocky Times New Roman logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the, the name of the album on the top is just yeah. white. What the hell is that? White, all caps, print. Yep. And what, is a, what does a giant green skull have to do with when the storm comes down? That's Imtech. <laughs> <laughs> there was a cool uh, picture of them on the back of it, of the, of, the, of the liner notes of them, and there's oh, a big, yeah, yeah. there was a big storm They're behind them. That should have been the cover. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. would have been cool. Like, there's yeah. the storm, there's the guys, it's cool. Better yeah, than this. Absolutely. Yeah. This yeah. has nothing to do with a storm. I know. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. It's stupid. Well, we only got two. We So we put a thing out there again on social media saying, what do you yeah. think of these albums? Give us feedback. And 
For this album, we only got two people, which isn't that surprising. Like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't much. expecting much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not from this band or this nah. album. Um, but uh, so another Eric, Eric Boyers. Uh, Does he spell I'm, his with K? No. <laughs> he spells it right with a C. Non-Viking. <laughs> Non-Viking. Uh, he's a he's a friend of mine. I moved, I, I met when I moved out to this area. He He's actually the head brewer at um, Winchester Brew Works. So, anyway, he says, I saw Flotsam back in 88 in support of the No Place for Disgrace album. After seeing Troy Gregory play bass, I believe everyone in attendance left saying, Jason who? Okay. Uh-oh, so we have Paul again. It's <laughs> 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 Joe's turn. <laughs> I haven't worked on the next <laughs> I don't think I could top yours, Keith. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you gotta realize how drunk I was at that point. So. <laughs> I oh, haven't done one yet. I could certainly try. All right, all right, Eric's turn. Eric's turn. You're gonna do, Just right. do it like uh, say like. <laughs> don't. Never mind. It's a bad idea. I'll try it. And <laughs> I was gonna say much like worse. I'm a lady. Anyone else's? I'm a lady. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Flotsam and jetsam. <laughs> god. <laughs> Flotsam and jetsam. Never been on my radar. But hey, learning. It kicks off with some very Justice Metallica-type hard, chunky riffing. The production, the sound quality of all, all guitars, drums is rather excellent. The hard, early thrash-style riffs really grab me. Wanted to ram cars in front of me. I would take these riffs and... What? I would take these... I'm going to read it like me, because I don't know. I, I would take these riffs and bomb a polite garden party in Cambridge... With these, it's like a second best to Metallica. Wow. Mm. The downer, as always, is when the vocalist opens his mouth, it's like a child <laughs> singing out of tune, stupid sounding. I want the singer to shut the fuck up and just have my speakers and ears assaulted by that heavy early style thrash, which I love, because bands like Metallica switched it up from old school, but still had the tunes, not the noise. Flotsam are pretty close. This is also on my metal list now. His score is a B. Vocals will take some getting used to, is what he said. So he gave it a B after all that. It's pretty <laughs> good. Nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we give it? What is our grade? D. Yeah, I'm going to say oh, D, ouch. too. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. The vocals. It's just, I mean, I really dig. Wow. Like, D. these songs were ruined by the vocalist. It, it's the songs, if they, 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 if they were just instrumentals. I didn't the think they were never even super strong songs all the throughout. Yeah. There's at least a couple good ones, you know. I will give it a C. Yeah, C plus for me. Yeah, I'll give it a C. It's, C plus. I think there's enough good songs that it's not terrible, but overall it's pretty generic, and a generic grade is a C. So. Yeah, I have some nostalgia attached to this because I bought it, you know. Sure. I bought it when it came out. I saw them on tour on this, on this cycle. and yeah, that's you know? the thing for me is I don't even remember this album. So that there was really no nostalgia for me whatsoever. Like, yeah. If I had listened to this album more in 1990, I'm sure I would have had some some nostalgia, but there was really none. So. Yeah, I had the cassette, and it was on pretty heavy rotation. So, yeah, you know, in 1990, this I mean, it was somewhat generic, but it was still you know, mm-hmm. it was it still was, metal. It was still good, thrash. good thrash. Yeah, yeah. So C plus. All right, so let's jump back to a year where none of us were born. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, are we? Do, we're going to do seventy before eighty. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll end with a metal band. It seems okay. fitting. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So we'll do uh, Morrison Hotel by the Doors. Um, we'll play a little bit of that. We'll play Peace Frog. Dead blood in the streets, it's up to my ankles. Feet blood in the streets, it's up to my knee. Feet blood in the streets, the town of Chicago. So, anyone know who the singer of The Doors is? No idea. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Jim Morrison on vocals, Ray Manzarek on piano, organ, and tack piano on Roadhouse Blues. Uh, Robbie Krieger on guitar, and John Densmore on drums. And this album was produced by Paul Rothschild, which I think Paul Rothschild produced all their albums. Well, except for, I think he left during L.A. Woman. Because he was fed up with Jim's bullshit, but yeah, wow. <laughs> this also features Lonnie Mack on bass guitar on a couple of tracks, and I think he was, and it was a studio musician. I think he may have worked with Elvis, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Um, and then John Sebastian on harmonica on Roadhouse Blues. Oh, and Ray Neapol- uh, Neapolitan on bass guitar as well. So yeah, I think there's an obvious reason why we're doing the Doors. <laughs> Because um, you have that shirt? Yes. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. You've covered them many, many, many times? Yeah. Yeah. So I became kind of slightly obsessed with The Doors. And I'll admit, it was actually the Oliver Stone movie that got me into them. But ah. I saw that movie and I heard the song 5 to 1 in that movie. And I was like, holy shit. What is that? That's <laughs> never, that's not, nothing like any song I've ever heard. So um, that kind of sucked me in. Um, and yes, I've covered five to one (laughs) more times than I can count. Um, but yeah, we've done covers of that and Joe and I were, and and Mr. Fister did that and break on through and LA woman and roadhouse blues and peace frog. Yeah. So anyway, that's probably why we're talking about this band, but, uh, I would say for the, I mean, let's face it. No, this band was never a metal band, never really be associated with metal. I mean, this is an old school classic yeah. rock that is, you know, more drugged out than anything else. Yeah, I would psychedelic go so far blues, as to say, yeah, yeah, but I would, I would honestly, you know, you listen to Soft Parade, uh, you definitely hear early disco beats. I would definitely say if this band oh, yeah. had lasted, they would have ended up putting out at least one disco album. <laughs> so I don't know about that because they were they did the they one hated that they, hated they did soft, album. yeah they did soft parade and they were like no fuck that <laughs> All right. they went back this album was back to uh, it was return to form is what what kind of the reviewers said like they were like nah they got rid of the horns they got rid of the the weirdness from soft parade and went went with this album so. this is, what what number album is this is this their no third? soft parade was after this uh, no, no. Was, soft parade was before this. That goes, Doors, Strange Days, Waiting for the Sun, Soft Parade, This, L.A. Woman. Wow, so, so this is their fifth album. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. the second to last album, yeah. Okay. So, um, and I would, honestly, I would rank this kind of middle of the road. Like, it's not, it's probably, I don't really? know. Really? Yeah, it's not my favorite. I like the album. Of course I like the I, album. Yeah, I love this album. This album is Doors as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the most door sounding album. 
I mean, Indian mm-hmm. summer. I mean, that right there is just, you know, Morrison <laughs> jerking off. I mean, <laughs> I mean that is. Indian summer was recorded. Um, is that the one that was recorded before, during the first album recorded? I think so. Yeah. So it's yeah. Kind of but it was just too, uh, too trippy poetic for yeah. the producer that would be at the time. Kind of, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, it had the, the vibe of the guitar part in that song is very the end. Like the whole, if you listen to, mm-hmm. here, I'll play a little bit of it. I mean, that's very the end. Like, oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. That wouldn't surprise me if that was written during the, the uh, initial debut album days. Well, uh, you admitted, you know, how you got into these guys. I don't remember. What what year did uh, the Doors movie come out? I think it was three. Early 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was 94. Four ninety three. I would guess ninety three. Yeah, all right, because that's. I yeah, bet it was ninety four. That would make sense because I got into these guys my freshman year of college, and uh, pretty much like all of a sudden, like pretty much everyone had that exact same double CD. Uh, yeah, rated the best, best, of. best of everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single yeah, motherfucker yeah. had that best of. Yeah. But uh, and then of course you know <laughs> I, I finally got into the you know BMG and uh, Columbia House. And uh, I was I always wanted to join those when I was younger, figuring that I'd be able to find like all of the unknown bands, and it's not actually how those work. So that's no. how I got like you could have huh? asked us. Well, one way or another, I, I I finally started doing that, and that's where I got all of the Doors albums I own is from that stuff. But I only have I've got of course I've got the original, I've got uh, L.A. Woman, and I got Soft Parade. I never got. Around picking up this. Oh my gosh! You don't have my two favorite albums by them. Strange Days and Waiting for the Sun are my Waiting for the Sun are my two favorite albums by them. And then L.A. Woman is right there. Probably, it's probably my. eh, It's kind of tied. I second favorite. I I would say self titled is is better than L.A. Woman, but it's got. No way. Every last every last one of their albums (laughs) has incredible tracks on them, so you can't. Yeah, I know. Except except, maybe except for Soft Parade, you know. (laughs) I know. Yeah. You like that album? I like that album. It's just I I like that album, but it is not like anything else that they really have, and it doesn't have. No, no, yeah. Trying to think about what else. Wild is Child like. is kind of the one off that's not quite like another other on that album. Like Wild Child is pretty rocking, as opposed to the rest of the album, where it's kind of like really weird, almost disco. Like the I actually love the song Soft Parade, where it's like uh-huh. it gets super weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the trip. This is my best part. This is my favorite part of the trip. This is so fucked up. I like Soft Parade better than this. You do? Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. This one, do like I like the album before and after this better than this one. So I tried to get yeah. different sides of the uh, albums this, mm-hmm. this time around, so I listened to the previous and the um, album that came after. LA, LA Woman. Is it, where is LA, LA Woman? Rank, huh? Where does that rank for you, Joe? LA Woman. I haven't heard all their albums. I mean, LA Woman's my favorite album by them. It always had, it's, I mean, it's always, I would, I've always loved that album, but I can't say honestly where it you know, mm. sits. Because, I would uh, recommend everyone on this show listen to Strange Days. That album is fantastic. I've heard that album. I, I like that album too. But I'm not sure I could think of a, of a Doors album that I wouldn't recommend for people to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm really curious to get Tim's opinion on this because Tim, like, yeah, I, I got into the Doors, but I, <laughs> Tim never really 
followed suit. So. Yeah, I didn't. It's weird because you guys are talking about all these albums, and this is one of the first times in this podcast where I'm not familiar with like a full catalog. So I'm sitting there going, he probably still has the record behind him. <laughs> I don't. We found a band that tend to but, have but, any record. Wait, I don't wait, 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 no, 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 no. He's got the the, the, the best of. I do CD have the best stuff. Yeah. Well, it's courtesy of Pam, but I do uh, have it. It's over there somewhere. <laughs> I so, actually have Doors records. I, I don't have many. I don't have much vinyl, but I do have like three Doors on on, on vinyl, there. So there might be a Doors record down there somewhere because I yeah. had a bunch of old shit that I got. Anyway, um, I liked it. Um, the only thing that I thought was kind of weird was like. I thought the first half was amazing. The second half, I thought, this is going to sound funny, but like sometimes when he busts out that organ, I feel like I'm at the circus. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, and here, I I pulled up a clip that reminded me of. <laughs> so, Okay. <laughs> so, no. A good example, Wrong. A good example was Land Ho. I was like, all right, no. I'm, at the, I'm at the circus. <laughs> Boo. Land, Land Ho is my favorite song. Your really? favorite yeah. song? Yeah. It's <laughs> something like, about it. That's funny. Just, that's the one song I was, where I was like, I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's probably my least favorite. So. Yeah. I just, that, in the melody where it's like, it sounds like a pirate song. Yeah. Like, like, it's a going to the circus, go to see some clouds. No, no, no. the end, though. <laughs> I do like the. Get back to number two. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not my favorite. It was the one that jumped out the most. The first time. I think there's, the, there's kind of a theme like Ship of Fools in the Land of Ship of mm-hmm. Fools in the Land Ho, uh, Peace Frog in the Blue Sunday. Um, Ship of Fools and Land Ho, I wish Clutch would cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be awesome. There's actually a really cool live version of, um, I think it was the Isle of Wight show in England. Um, they did they did Ship of Fools, but they mixed in Land of Land Ho. So it's like seven minutes long, and at the end they start doing, they just start singing the lyrics. He just starts singing yeah. Land Ho. It's really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the album overall. I just, there was a couple things I thought were just kind of funny. That's all. Well, you, I, you I did really, really like it. You must really hate the chain thing. You don't like that. <laughs> we played that once before because it's you know hang it ten like <laughs> oh yeah 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 well that was you know <laughs> that was hang <laughs> ten baby so it's fine but yeah it's definitely more uh, you know but that was that that sound was kind of uh, equivalent to the pop saxophone solo in the eighties yeah know? that's mm-hmm. true oh yeah psychedelic music in the yeah it's kind of like, ubiquitous yeah you can't avoid yeah. it sound. <laughs> It's also they have the, um, you know, the album is in stereo, so they have stuff happening over here and stuff happening oh, yeah. left and right, and you're like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of "Waiting for the Sun"? I think that's my favorite song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, it, well, it's great, but then you ruined it with that Soundgarden version. That's all I wanted to hear after that. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. 
I remember <laughs> we saw them at Lollapalooza in 96, and I lost my shit when they started playing that song. Because <laughs> that was in my height of really getting into the doors. So when they started playing, You're I was like, like I know shit. this. Yeah. I can play a little bit of that. I have that right here, actually. Did you hear this, Keith? Oh, shit. Yeah, I always thought that song was heavy, and I'm glad someone made it heavy. So yeah, yeah, it's a good song. That's cool. And Jim Morrison, he has a a decent singing voice. It's interesting. It's distinctive. He's not the best singer. So then to have Chris Cornell sing, mm-hmm. he's amazing. Yeah. No, and he didn't even think he was a good singer. He's he. He was a he great lyricist. He, I mean, if you're oh, in, yeah. if you're into yeah. the weird, trippy, poetic, you know, do drugs. <laughs> yeah, he he said he grew up idolizing Elvis, but later in life became obsessed with Frank Sinatra, mm. and he said that that's kind of where he tried to become a better singer by listening to Frank Sinatra and be more of a crooner, huh. um, which you can kind of hear yeah. that a little mm-hmm. bit, like his, you know, for the most part his vocals are just kind of low range, um, but I do love when he goes crazy and does the weird screams. So kind of turned me on to him too. It's like. He does some crazy shit, and I love that. And another thing, like, let's face it. What was, uh, he got arrested for what? Just taking his pants off in Florida or something? It wasn't even that. or something, I, mean, I think. think yeah, about, he, so, you know, what the hell has gone on with music from 70 to 80 and then to 90? Like, right now. It's like, <laughs> it was, it was uh, indecent exposure, which they couldn't prove, and then um, uh, simulating oral sex. And that was because he was on his knees, like, Inches away from Robbie Krieger's guitar. That's it. <laughs> and they could never find it. They could never t- get what, any pictures of him whipping his junk out. Florida. That was in Miami. Was, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a whole huh. thing about they were supposed to go on tour for like 19 cities, and that was the first show of the yeah, tour. Yeah, I missed it all up. Jim Morrison showed up late because he was drunk. He was drunk at, a, at the airport, of course. And then he got there and dropped acid right before they started playing. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but acid, well, that's acid good because yeah. you don't even come on. Time, yeah, exactly. It's going to take at least like an hour for, for that to really kind of a good four hours, probably. Yeah, maybe he took acid on the airplane or something. I don't know. But when he got there, he was high out, had a, high out of his mind. So <laughs> anyway, he is a Sagittarius. Oh, philosophical of all signs. <laughs> I pulled that. Up. Hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, 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 man. Listen, man. Hey, listen now. I don't know how many of you people believe in astrology. Astrology. Yeah, that's right. That's right, baby. That's right, baby. I, I am a Sagittarius. The most philosophical of all the signs. <laughs> but anyway, I don't believe in it. <laughs> I think it's a bunch of bullshit myself. <laughs> I tell you this, I don't know what's gonna happen, man, but I wanna have my kicks before the whole shithouse goes up in flames. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, so woman. am I. Yeah. And I don't hate it either. <laughs> so good. <laughs> we should play a little more of this album, right? 
Did anybody think that the spy's vocals were ripped off by Killer Wolf? I did after you told me. (laughs) (laughs) After you told me. The music doesn't really sound like it, but I thought thought Danzig lifted Killer Wolf pretty much. I I got it. Both, yeah, that and um, She Rides a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. a spy. She rides. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Danzig makes no bones about stealing from yeah. Jim yeah. Morrison. No. no. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's play a little of this song because <laughs> this is probably the most popular song ever. Yeah. Right? This was based on the Patrick Swayze movie. Too. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it was his favorite movie. Yeah. All right, so we can't play that song without playing. Oh yeah, do it. This song. Nobody knows this except us. I know. What is this? It's Mucky Pup. Ah. Uh. That's genius. <laughs> and they do Jimi Hendrix later and they say, excuse yeah. me while I overdose. Yeah. So that's Mucky Pup. I always thought that was SOD. I thought or, that too. I was looking for it. Yeah, I thought I was looking for it going, where is that MOD or SOD song about that? And Tim Romano was like, that's not them. That's, that's Mucky. Mucky Pup. Did Jim Morrison die of overdose or did he, his heart just stop? It was a combination yeah, thereof. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Years of it abuse. Was, yeah. yeah, pretty much. And fat. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All of the Paris, above. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yep. In a bathtub in Paris. Mm-hmm. Lucky. I remember in '95, you were getting way into the doors, and I was getting way into you too. What really? is wrong with you, yeah. Tim? Remember that? <laughs> you had your head. I don't know. You had your Crown Vic, and oh, you were getting to the doors, and I was oh, yeah, getting into you too. But the YouTube thing, did, it didn't stick for some reason. I was Thank into God. it for like a year, and I was like, this isn't all that good. That's when I got into Led Zeppelin really bad. 95? Mm. It was when you guys were getting into those two big. Yeah, I think that we was... We all went our own ways with our, our music. Mm-hmm. I picked the worst one, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> well, Led Zeppelin, you can't go wrong there. No, Jeez. yeah. It's, yeah. Joe it's better to one. pick bands that are not making albums still, because they're not going to get weird yeah. later on, yeah. Like... You too. Like you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, Josh Wish reads a good album for sure. Oh, they have good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. My, my yeah, wife, my wife was a huge, you know, U2 fan and flat out, she's like, I don't know what year it is, but it's like 2000, 2002, something like that. They released an album and she was like, all right. So this band <laughs> is done and everything <laughs> before this is good and everything after it isn't this band. So wow. there we go. <laughs> that was, was that the time they just put their album on everyone's iTunes. Uh, yeah. No, that was the album after yeah. that. I think that, the, the one he's talking about is I think is how to dismantle an atomic bomb. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so maybe. Keith, you mentioned the Doors aren't metal, but I do think they inspired a lot. I of would, metal yeah, bands. I would say that you're 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, let's face it, metal didn't exist when, you know, in dancing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, I didn't. But I think that they, I mean, five to one, that riff is fucking heavy. Yeah. there, There are riffs that they have that are. You know, for for a psychedelic yeah, hippie yeah. <laughs> 60s band are pretty heavy. A prong um, covered Strange Days. Yep. Yep. That was a good cover, too. Yeah. For the movie, Strange Days. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I didn't play any of the Spy. You mentioned the Spy. I didn't play any. Mm-hmm. Play some of I can do a comparison. I'm a spy in the house of love. This is about his girlfriend. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Dad and Queen of the Highway. Yeah. Now, I guess to be fair to Danzig, this is kind of just a standard blues. It is. Uh, vocal. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not that surprising. No. <laughs> Isn't Queen of the Highway the song with the, the kind of a dual guitar riff? One, one's in one channel and one's in the other. Is that the one? Let me see. Yeah, there you go. Solo is over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robbie Krieger played with his fingers, didn't use a pick at all. I didn't know that. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. He he's got some good stuff on this album. Good mm-hmm. guitar parts. I always thought he kind of sucked. <laughs> well, he was only playing guitar for six months when the doors formed. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that's pretty and, good. Uh, yeah, so he improved. He actually wrote um, one of, in my opinion, the most overrated songs by them, um, "Light My Fire." Yeah, I think that was. Yeah. But he wrote that. That's the first song he ever wrote, and it was <laughs> the, also the first song that ever went to number one for the doors. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So. <laughs> Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, when I think of Robbie Krieger, mm-hmm. I only think of that actor that played him. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> he's Brett from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Right. I didn't think about that. He's that, that guy shows up in all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, he does. You'll just see him like that's that guy again. Yep. Just, it looks like you should be on guy. Kids of the Hall. It looks like one of those guys. <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of, uh, how will we not like you know? Playing any of the kids in the hall sketch about the doors. I never watched. I don't know of it at all. Uh, I mean, I would. We're not Canadian. We didn't know this. Well, yeah, try and edit some of that into this conversation somewhere because it is. Take this. It's an eight-track tape. It's one of the last in existence. I want you to steal a car. I have a car. Steal a car. Steal a car. Get in it and drive west. Play the tape full blast. When the tape ends, get out. Get into a fight, then get back into the car and come to town and meet me at the Cargus Club. What will you do? I will let you in to the most prestigious hotel of all time. Which is? 
Moasin Hotel. Then what? Then you're gonna be a Doors fan, man. I'm not a huge uh, Jimmy Fallon fan, but he did a great Doors thing with Reading Rainbow. Where he sang the theme, the Reading Rainbow, but he was doing it as Jim Morris. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so you're the Peace Frog. Played Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Played Soundgarden in Yeah. Yep. You make me real. Made fun of Lanto. I think we covered it fairly well, right? Yeah, we, yeah. Maggie McGill. I love that song, too. That's a great closer. That's a cool song. Yeah. yeah. Very bluesy, mm-hmm. as usual. Yeah, this this album to me was like... As I mentioned before, they said it was a return to form, but they like really went hardcore with the blues on this album. Um, but between when this you and listen LA to this Woman, this go through and it goes straight into LA Woman. Mm-hmm. It's a huge change. Well, that's that's the thing about this band and and those bands of that era is they released albums like every six months. Like this it's album crazy. came out, like I think this came out in like April of of, of seventy, and then and then uh, LA Woman came out like. January of seventy one or something like that. It's yeah, how long were they th- around? Why do you think that was? Five years. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Think of the Beatles. The Beatles around what seven? Like uh, actually recording albums? No, four years actually. Yeah, four it was years. Sixty seven to seventy one. That was it. And they have six albums. You said. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What the fuck? <laughs> I always mention that. Like people, and and the Beatles are another good example. Joe's right. Like they they only were a band for. I mean, they were band for before their first album, but not very long. I mean, not, right. not like so that's, a decade of touring. That's right. like 2016 to now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Metallica Six albums. twice as long the ring. <laughs> yeah. So, so why do you think that um, that bands could go through recording so so quickly back then? I don't think they were touring as much. Yeah. Because from what I understand, their their 18 leg tour of the United States was like a huge deal for them back then. Like to do eighteen cities was a big deal. It's got to be, but it is. So yeah. they probably weren't. They were probably only doing like, I don't know, tiny little tours of. of just I wondered if they just weren't West as coast nitpicky about sounds and things in the studio. It's possible. I mean, and the Beatles didn't tour much either, especially towards yeah. the end. So, and your goal was yeah. to sell records too. Like, yeah, yeah that was the goal. Back so. back in those days, selling records was what. <laughs> So yeah, there's a really interesting I, money. I just watched yeah. it recently, just as we were preparing for this episode. It's called, I think it's called People Are Strange. It's a documentary about the doors. And I if it's it's better than the movie as far as like an educational thing on the doors if you go to want watch uh, something like that. And it's really well done and it kinda it's narrated by Johnny Depp, which I don't know if anyone cares about that, but <laughs> um really well done. So I'd recommend that if you haven't seen it. That's that. cool. It's Where on Amazon. It? It's on Amazon. Uh, yeah. Is it part of the Prime. Yep. Yep. Okay. It's free if you have Prime. So, so the movie The Doors. How much bunch of bullshit was that? <laughs> I've, I've heard it was a load of crap. Well, it's Oliver Stone, so he tends to. Yeah. Oh, that's know, right. I forgot. Embellish. Yeah. I mean, I've heard yeah. mixed things about Jim Morrison. I somebody recently I saw someone post that he was just a giant asshole woman beater. I don't, I don't know, like mm-hmm. how much truth there is to that, but you know. I don't know. I mean, did, did did Meg Ryan's character actually exist in real life? Yes, Pamela. And that That's was two, two of the songs in this album. Yeah, kind of about. According to that documentary, she was she would not leave him. She was like literally like the battered wife syndrome type oh, thing. Wow. It was just like he cheated on her regularly. Was, there were so many occasions where he caught her with another woman, but she just stuck with him. And she was caught her with another woman. 
She, sorry, she caught him with a knife. Yeah, so. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he would probably be into that. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah, she, she caught him with, with other women all the time. And, and in fact, in the documentary, they say that she gave Jim Morrison, like, not an ultimatum, but like, <laughs> probably. <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> Basically, like, um, you should leave the doors and focus on your poetry and move to Paris with me. And that's what he did in... 1971 and then like right before he died he called john densmore and was like i'm i want to come back i want to start writing more dwarfs music and then like a month later he died so wow but who knows i mean i i don't know i, I haven't watched the doors movie in a long time so i can't yeah, really tell yeah. you I, I was less like you i loved that movie when i first saw it and that you know really did introduce me to you know besides you know the 40 billion times that you heard you know, break one through or, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that was, I, I thought it was an awesome movie and yeah. Well, Can't, didn't when they went on the Ed Sullivan show, wasn't that bullshit in the movie? Yes. Cause didn't he actually do what Sullivan wanted with the lyric? No, no. he, he said, no, he, he sang he high. Flat out. Yeah, he oh, but high. he didn't, he didn't get in the camera's face. He didn't get the camera's face. Okay, he, yeah, was, he just sang it like normally. He didn't like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like that. Was, was that the no point in being sullen? <laughs> well, I have one little thing to bring up. It's a small thing, but it's important. The guys at Network have told us that they have a little problem with one of your lyrics, the lyric, girl, we couldn't get much higher. See, because you can't say higher on Network, so they asked if you could say instead, girl, we can't get much better. Can you dig that? How about, uh, girl, you couldn't bite my wire? Uh, I don't think standards and practices would. And you know, fellas, why don't you have a nice big smile on your face when you get out there? There's no point in being sullen. You know what I mean? So just, just do it. Kind of a sullen point. group, man. Okay. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ninety-one um, is when that album or when that movie came out. By the way, ninety-one. What's up? Ninety-one is when the movie. Oh, came 91. out. ninety-one. Oh, was it? it was early. I looked it up. Yeah, yeah ninety-one. Okay. Wow. Well, I didn't see it in the theater, so I must have. Yeah. Waited until it came on HBO or something. Got it from so Blockbuster. Yeah. Yes, probably. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we do a little listener feedback? Do it. Yeah. Yeah, if you got any. There are a couple people. Paul, once again. Uh, Paul's funny because he'll just, like, no matter what we put out there, he's like, I'll go listen to it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Paul. Um, Me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. In, in Paul's voice? Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What do you, yeah, absolutely. What, sure. Did you have to ask the question? Well, you know. Well, how about more of an Irish accent this time? <laughs> Irish? Yeah. We're talking about you too. I'll <laughs> just do Paul's voice. Listen to the doors. Not really my thing, but clearly they are good. Nice quality sound. Typical of that time. Very laid back, hippie blues rock sort of music. Back. <laughs> Like I would, rock monster. <laughs> I, would, I would have it on a playlist when in car and going surfing, or in the old days smoking a joint. It's not bad, just not into it really. I did want to say that's like Paul from New Zealand. I know it sounded like Taika Waititi kind of. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I do. I do want to say something that's pretty funny because he did mention smoking a joint, and obviously this is a big band for, you know. And we are against drugs on this podcast. <laughs> no, it, it's just interesting because I'm not a big. Obviously, I'm not a big pothead, so yeah. Um, You're not even a little pothead. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm zero pothead. <laughs> Square. <laughs> but that, it's just funny because I, I really got into this band, but it, it had nothing to do with drugs or anything like that. Just, you don't have to be on drugs to live. No. 
I mean, in high school, everyone thought I smoked because I had long hair. I think that's I think that's common. I think yeah, people thought that of me too, and my son. (laughs) Yeah, like you have long hair immediately, you smoke for sure, hundred percent. You have a lighter, you have cigarettes. (laughs) I don't have either of those things. But you're wearing a denim jacket. And you have long hair. It's like that, like that time when we were Seven Eleven, and someone came up to us and said, "Hey, man, you got any papers?" And we're like looking for a newspaper. <laughs> like what? The city paper? Is that what you, we have the Times. <laughs> we don't even know what he's talking cool, about. Cool, man. <laughs> and he was like, looked at us like, "All right, <laughs> never mind. Clearly, <laughs> you don't know." <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. We're dorks. What do you want? I don't, think we, I don't think we knew until we went and told Joe that story. And he's like, that's not what he was asking you for. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. How would we, I have known? We were just thinking about something. Some, some dude came up to us asking if we had any papers. Yeah. We're like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> that guy was probably high. Paper. I can't believe it's paper. <laughs> So it's water, talking it's a water about world. a very serious drug, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> talking about marijuana. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. Remember that from the yes. Live After Death? Yeah. He was probably high <laughs> when he said that. Probably. <laughs> probably. There was one other comment on the Doors album, and it was from Justin, our friend Justin Hasler. It was my favorite Doors album. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, these albums didn't really elicit... It's top, of... top six for me. <laughs> it's the best one in, in a four-year span. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so let's grade it. Uh, obviously, I'm giving it an A. Oh. I'd give it a B. Circus music brings it down a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely giving it an A. I also love, you know, being a bassist, I've always... I, I love the doors, but it always pissed me off that they didn't, ha- you know, have a basis. Right. But I love the use of bass in this one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So would you give it a? a? Oh yeah. I get B minus. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do yeah. think the second half is not nearly as it, good. It, as you're right. Yeah. I mean, the second half is definitely I, I, not as good, but yeah. yeah, it falls off a bit. When yeah. I went and and listened to L.A. Woman afterwards, I was fucking way better. That's oh, yeah. All the way through. Definitely. Yep. Okay. But it's not, I mean, it wasn't bad. It's not a bad album by any means. Just for future reference, there's not going to be a Doors album that I don't give at least an A. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> like, stop for eight, stop for eight, I'd probably give like a maybe. I would even give that an A minus. minus. Yeah, I'd, I would even yeah. give it an huh. A minus. Like, but like, uh, there's some A pluses in there for sure, but, mm-hmm. you know. I like that album. I liked it better. I'm really surprised at that. But one way or another, we'll, you know. It's my least favorite by them. All right. Let's move on to uh, Sabbath. Uh, The final, the closer. Yeah.
So Black Sabbath, this iteration of Black Sabbath is Tony Iommi guitar, Geezer Butler on bass, Bill Ward on drums, and Ronnie James Dio on lead vocals. I mean, I guess really the only difference there at this point from yeah. previous albums was Ronnie James Dio <laughs> on vocals. Um, produced and engineered by Martin Birch. Can we say rest in peace? Yes. Uh, I just, uh, what, a week ago? Less, a little over a week ago? Yeah, at the time we're recording this, it was probably about a week ago, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks. It was kind of surprising. I mean, he wasn't that old. Maybe, what, like 72 or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a shame. He produced some really, really fantastic albums. Obviously, the Maiden. 71. 71, yeah. yeah. So, gosh. I mean, all the albums from the 80s era, era, well, not all, but the albums we love by Maiden from the the 80s, you know. Um, Tons of Deep Purple. Yep. Fleetwood Mac. Rainbow, I think. Yeah, Rainbow, White Snake, Sabbath, these two, Mm -hmm. the two uh, Dio albums. Mm -hmm. B.O.C. Oh. Who? A couple couple of Oyster Cult. Oh, okay, gotcha. Just a couple of theirs. And then, of course, the Maiden from... I didn't know he didn't produce the first album. I should have known that. Um, Killers through Fear in the Dark he produced. Wow. So, um, and those, I mean, Rainbow always sounds good. Deep Purple's production always sounds good. Um, mm-hmm. He he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this album sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. so does the, the album after this too that he did. Yeah. Oh, man. But this sounds really good. Especially yeah. if you look back, and I don't think you guys did, and listen to Never Say Die. I did a little quite better, quite better sounding. Not that that one was terrible, but yeah, definitely a huge jump in this. Yeah, who was so who produced before? I mean, I I know I'm sure Martin Birch got pulled in probably because of Dio and his history with Dio, but the album before I think Black Sabbath has credit for producing. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. So yeah, this album I have not, I had not listened to this album in its entirety ever. Um, Oh, really? I'd heard bits and pieces because of like you know Ozzy's Boneyard and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um, yeah I never listened to this album in its entirety me either so yeah me either and it was really good I yeah. was quite happy to to, to listen to it um, there were a couple clunkers um, yeah a couple that I just didn't really like like Lady Evil and Wishing Well I think those are the only oh two God, that I Lady love those Evil songs. oh my what I love those songs <laughs> what about uh, Walk Away I like that song Mm-hmm. Yeah, late, Lady Evil just have <laughs> good God. We'll get to it. The cheese. Yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, we're going down that road again. <laughs> we have to. It's Dio. It's I a know. Dio. You <laughs> fucking know what you're getting. It's the same, <laughs> with, the same with Rob Halford. Hey, hey. With Dio, I mean, listen, listen. Uh, the dude is so talented. You could just go ahead and you, we know that. And personally, I love Dungeons and Dragons. All right. I was just talking about it earlier today. I mean, I love all I of that don't. shit. And is, that, is that what he's singing about? Pretty much. Well, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's good. Maybe maybe the fact they don't have he separates to- them dungeons <laughs> and dragons, different <laughs> songs, dragons and wizards. Isn't that what he's telling us to watch out for him? Is, is yeah. dragon Look out! <laughs> I mean, there's all just right. so much. There's a limitation to how. I mean, come on, put the sword down. Wishing Well has such a kick-ass bass line going on behind it. I it's, mean, I, 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 like, say, I like the whole album. I will say so. Geezer Butler is like the MVP of this album. Yeah. And Mob Rules. I don't know, maybe yeah. he's the MVP of Sabbath. I didn't need to listen to more Sabbath, but um, uh, every no, he album really shines I heard, through it. He shines through a lot more in these two albums. Well, the whole rhythm so section, good. really. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's so band. much cool bass going on this album. It's really good. Because you can't really too. complain about, yeah. Well, it just, yeah. I mean, it, all it's three kinda, of them. I mean, it's just like, holy crap. Yeah. This well, yeah. guys are- it just kind of raised my respect level a little bit before. I Not think- that I didn't respect him before, but just yeah. I didn't realize how important he was to this band. Well, let's, so. let's, let's talk about this then. The, obviously, they changed their, their whole songwriting style to fit Dio yeah. and his style of vocals. Mm-hmm. And, um, one thing that I, I really noticed on these two albums is how good of a soloist that uh, Naomi, Naomi is. Oh, yeah. Because he was such a like a heavy riff guy yeah. with Ozzy so much, you know, in the other albums. Yeah. He's, he almost sounds like a different guitar player on this because he's just doing different stuff. And it allows the bass to come through more, though, because he's mm-hmm. got more room to, to work. Yep. So, yep. Uh, Do you think the vocals play a bit of part in that? Because there's a, there's a uh, quote from uh, – Let's see who says this. Zayomi, I think, right? Yeah, that said Ozzy would just follow the, the guitar riff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. Which I didn't yeah. think was quite fair. He doesn't always do that. No, he doesn't. But, but he said, I know what he means. He, yeah. He would, he would go with the riff. And and the obvious well he, he quotes one in uh, in that or he in that quote. He, he says first Iron Man. Yeah. Also like I think of Sweet Leaf. He just follows mm-hmm. the guitar mm-hmm. all the way through. And then Dio sings across. Yeah. He's over, he's kinda doing so. his own vocals. Yeah. yeah, but at the Does same that, time, the riffs were different. They, yeah. they weren't riffs that you could sing to on this album. Really, they were kind maybe of maybe like that's open. why though. Yeah, they, which is why the bass I think is open more because mm-hmm. he's got more room to work and do his yeah. own thing. Yeah, so their whole style and sound changed in this. I mean, Dio's yeah. a proper vocalist. I mean, he's really good. He's <laughs> amazing. I mean, Ozzy's Ozzy's Ozzy, and Ozzy has attitude and signature no, sound, but he's not. You know, he doesn't have the range of Dio. He's right. got. Yeah. He's kind of you hear Ozzy, you're like, okay, well, that's. We know Ozzy. Not, not that you don't unique. Have to Nobody yeah, sounds unique. like Ozzy. Right. Yeah, he sounds like Ozzy. It's kind of like Mustaine. <laughs> it's like. Well, yeah, but he's he recognizes much better. Yeah, he's much better. <laughs> but I'm saying he recognizes his voice. It's not always yeah. the best, but you're like, that's Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, Dio is Ozzy's, a better singer. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah, a I mean, classical singer. Yeah. yeah. But what, I mean, what's weird is that when Ozzy was doing his solo album about the same time as. Was it the same year? He had, his first was 1980, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. The riffs on those albums aren't. He's not following the guitar in a lot of those. No, he changed his style right. of singing too to be more. Right. Ended up being to be more like Dio in a way. Yeah, that's, that's true. Kind of weird. Funny, yeah. yeah, that's the crazy. Train. He's not following that riff. No, that would be nope. weird if he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they were just kind of in a. Maybe that was just a, like a, a crutch of songwriting that the, those two got into. It could be. Yeah. I think they knew each other as, as like teenagers, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Who? Oh, I am me and Ozzy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was talking about Ozzy and uh, Dio. I was like, how is no, that possible? No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> did you, uh, going back to uh, the first song, uh, Neon Nights, did you notice how that song and then Turn Up the Night from the next album are damn near mm-hmm. identical when they begin? They start off <laughs> yeah, the same riff pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. both have night in the title. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Different spelling, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, night and night, yeah. But it's I don't want to get too into it, but I will say Mob Rules, I like that album better than this one. It's better, yeah. Uh and I think of the of the Sabbath albums I've heard, it might be my favorite. Mob Rules. Really? It was so but, fucking good. I listened to it like five times. It was so I'm good. Sure there are albums that you've heard. That's true. You've I have not dug in. Ones? I no, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. yeah, I haven't really done a deep dive into the full Master of Reality. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. But like the song over and over on Mob Rules, good lord, 
That was that's, that's the last song on Mob Rules. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. Like, oh my, this song is amazing. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, we'll talk about that next year. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, might. Yeah, yeah. We might want to hang on to that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to get too into that. It's, album it's hard. Well. You can't. You can't separate them really. They're the year apart. They sound almost like it could be a double. It could album. be a double. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it's interesting. That's true. Yeah. Well, let's let's focus on this one. Yeah, a lot to dig into here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neon Knights also was covered by Anthrax mm-hmm. um, on that. Sabbath, I mean, on the uh, Dio tribute album. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, really good. Play some of that. Yeah. They did a good job. The whole album awesome. is really good. Yeah, yeah. It was I'm, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say Joey Belladonna was a huge Dio fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently he was into like the kind of the cheesy '80s rock when when he joined Anthrax. Like mm-hmm. um, according to Scott Ian's book, Journey. it was like Journey. And, yeah, yeah. Sticks. I can see like that, that too. Yeah, but, so. yeah. But yeah, I, I, bet, he, I bet he liked Rainbow a lot. Yeah, I can see that totally. The Dio Rainbow, the tribute to Dio album is awesome. It was like a year after he died. Yeah, I know. It's, it's really good. There's there's like maybe what, one or two? Yeah. Two yeah. You always yeah. get that with those albums. Metallica yeah, cover on that is so yeah, good. That yeah. is awesome. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Children of the Sea because there's yeah. some classic Dio stuff in this song. It's also okay. Hotel California. Everybody, look out. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about Children yeah. of the Sea. <laughs> look out. What did you say, Tim? Hotel California. I, I didn't hear it. it. Okay, so just when he starts singing... Um, in the misty morning, when he goes in the misty morning, it, the next line will be "Cool wind in my hair." It's like the same exact melody. Oh, oh, let me see. I was listening to the guitar. I didn't. No, think like the the, yeah, the vocal is like. In the misty morning, cool wind in my hair. We've lost the rising sun, a final sign. No. Mm. It's a great song, but we got to play the end, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Spinning around though, it's not a look big out, look out, look out. <laughs> He could have done the Eric AK there and just done the yeah. echo himself. Yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> Ends with it, of course. <laughs> and then we have to play this. So we should move on to uh, Lady Evil. Uh, oh. <laughs> Why do you guys hate this song? This song so sucks. Cheesy. Oh. <laughs> it's very like just uh, generic. I mean, 80s. exactly. I mean, 
it, it's very mm-hmm. 1980, you know? It is, yeah. Well, it was 1980. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> it's not like an... It sounds like Eric A.K. singing 85 vocals mm-hmm. in 1990. Have you ever been down to, to Witch's Valley? <laughs> you should go. Has. But you gotta look out. Beware. <laughs> oh, it's south of there. Ugh. <laughs> Man. It's not a good riff. Bill Ward didn't like that song, apparently. He did not, no. no. Well, fuck yeah. him. He, he said it was, <laughs> it was almost like Ron was capable of coming up with lyrics that seemed to fit his idea of how Black Sabbath ought to be. <laughs> okay. And I sensed the kind of unrealness about the lyrics. You don't say. Well, <laughs> that could apply to any song on his album. Yeah, he said well, um, his favorite song on Heaven and Hell... Is, he said, his favorite song on Heaven and Hell is Lonely is the Word, which might be my favorite, too. Well, one of my favorites. Um, but things like Lady Evil, they seemed almost like bandwagon-type lyrics. So. Well, they should have known what they were getting when they hired him. <laughs> That's true. It's Dio. Yeah. And it, it, it sounds like they, they well, fought a lot about songwriting in the band when, when he was in there. I don't know how bad they fought with, with Ozzy, but... Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of that too. Iomi and Dio, it sounds like they did not get along very well. Which you kind of want a little bit of that in a band, I think. Yeah. Some conflicts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just didn't catch me, this song. It was too cheesy. You don't have to like it. I'll still like it. (laughs) Heaven and Hell is probably the most famous song on the album, right? I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. Yeah. It's a great song. This song started and I was like, Wait, this sounds like something I've heard before. Oh, wait, it's this song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that thing where um, you're like, oh, this sounds like that song. Oh, wait, that's the song. I'm it is that of. song. <laughs> What's the song Killswitch and Engage covered? It's not this, is it? No, it was. No. Um, that was Holy Diver. Yeah, Holy Diver. Oh, oh okay. God. Which is very similar to this, but they, they butchered that too. Holy Diver! So bad. Ugh. Well, Wait, isn't, isn't the riff and Holy Diver the same as this song? Maybe. The the bass part is... Could be once the verse starts. Yeah, we should... Probably play them over I each know. other and be the same. Yeah. Holy Diver! <laughs> <laughs> out to the midnight sea! Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Could be. Could be. <laughs> it yeah. blended together in your mind. Thing. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> this has a little bit more of a change throughout. Yeah. The, yeah. That slow triplet feel. Mm-hmm. Gotta get away. 
and it's on and on. Yeah. <laughs> That's something. Yeah. So It's not nothing. <laughs> so now we're on to Wishing Well, which I also was not a fan of that song either. I kept thinking of the Terrence Trent Darby song. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think the bass is so kick ass and it's it's the melody's catchy. I don't know. I don't even know what he's talking about. Dragons. Sort. I'm sure, but I assume <laughs> that. Dragons and kings. Just the, the zombies or you know the bass wolves and and Dai Young too, I believe. Dai Young's great. Dai Young was my favorite of these. Dai Young was really good. Yeah, oh walk away. That's a, a lot of bass here. Not Dai Young. Yeah. Yeah, the bass is kick-ass on the song. I will give you that. It's almost Rush-like. Yeah. yeah. This song isn't that bad. Maybe I was thinking of Walk Away. Maybe. Maybe. Think of a rainbow. He's got to mention Rainbow and all of this shit. He's got such an axe to grind with that band. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't let me write anything, man. <laughs> okay, I'm wrong. This song's good. Yeah, again, though, that bass, man, so good. He's really, like like I said, he's like the MVP of this album. He's mm-hmm. so good. All over the place. Dion's what do you think great. of the drums in this album, Tim? Like, I didn't really pay that close attention to the drums throughout yeah they're good they're they're what they need to be i guess i'd say Mm. they're they're really well placed he's always been a really good drummer yeah like he he has he always yeah all that stuff kind of heavier than anything you hear from that that time actually you know what i i did make a note that um i don't think lars points to him very much as an influence maybe he does i don't know but i did notice there were things lars does that bill was big into writing the crash yeah, oh, yeah. Anyone, I think, here. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's certain fills that are on this album where I was like, Lars does that nowadays. Yeah, just simple mm-hmm. like snare to Tom rolls and just just kind of more simple rolls that Lars definitely likes this guy for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I like the drums a lot on this. They were really well done. Yeah, solid. The, he's not on the next album. That's right. Oh, he's not. Mm-mm. No, he. It's um. Vinny Apice. Yeah, Vinny Apice. Oh, okay. Apice. Apice. I think so. Vinny Apice. Yeah. yeah, this is this uh, is pretty much when Bill was just drowning in bottles, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought he was on Mob Rules also. Okay. Interesting. So Dion that album where halfway through the album he changed rooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that would be. <laughs> but the drumming, I mean, it's pretty much the same. Like it, it sounds the same. Yeah, they didn't. Well, that's they play a lot differently. Probably Obviously, why didn't, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't, yeah I didn't pick up on that. So, uh, well, that makes sense though, because Vinny Apice joined them again, or Apice, however you say it. Uh, well, he played on Dio's first album, first few albums, I think. Didn't he? Right, it, and then when right, they yeah. did, when they did, when they reformed in like 2008 as Heaven and Hell, not mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, um, he was the drummer for that too. So. Right. Which is a good album if you don't know it. If you guys haven't heard, yeah, listen uh, to it. I haven't. The two thousand nine Heaven and Hell good. album. It's good. It's heavy. It's like they took. It's like they took what Sabbath was doing before Dio and added Dio's Dio. vocals. Yeah, <laughs> like it's sludgy yeah. and slower and heavier. And Dio's lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Dio's lyrics. Um, I'm going to play some Dio. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Die Young, as Keith was saying, it's his favorite on the album. And it is a really good song. Um, What's on Ozzy's Boneyard all the time? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, my note on this one, it begins as Pink Floyd. Like, you listen to the beginning of the song, you're like, holy shit, it's Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> like this? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, it's Pink Floyd. Yeah. But it quickly again changes course. Kind of like Children of the Sea. Starts out slow and then. Yeah. Exciting. Oh yeah, this song has one of my favorite moments from the entire album, which is probably your ass too, but um Paul likes to say good driving music. Mm-hmm. That's a good driving music song. Oh yeah. <laughs> but the part I was talking about is this part here. Oh yeah. Love this. Good stuff. Man, knowing that Martin Birch produced this, those drums sound so Iron Maiden-like. <laughs> the production of them, just the sound of them is so Iron Maiden. Yeah. It's crazy. Walk Away. Um, let me listen to a little bit of this because I don't quite remember this song. Sounds like Lick It Up by Kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Lick It Up. Yeah. It up. Yeah, it does. <laughs> My note on this song was the bass line once again saves the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I wondered if this was written for the radio or something. It sounds so poppy and. Does he say, Lord, she's handsome there? <laughs> he <laughs> might have. I meant to look that up. The first line. I think so. <laughs> well, there you go. Odd uh, application of that word. <laughs> Look, man, he is not these handsome, days. So no. he, can, he was the ugliest motherfucker. In music. <laughs> he looked like a baby dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby dragon, because the dude was like four foot five. <laughs> we saw him open for Maiden. Couldn't even fucking see him on stage. Yeah. <laughs> he sounded like his hair. <laughs> his balding yeah. head. Oh my god. He saw, he saw him bounce. I mean, he was energetic, but <laughs> I guess oh, he's up yeah. there. Come on. End the show so we can see Maiden. Yeah. should no, appreciate him more than this, this may have been, you know, produced to, to, to kind of sell. I just really think, you know, if you look at you know, Dio's, you know, catalog, I mean, I think most of his stuff kind of has that same 
I mean, he never curses. He never, you know, he's always he's always been very radio friendly. I think mm-hmm. now, of course, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of his stuff has ended up being overplayed on the radio. Thank God, but uh, yeah, he's on Ozzy's Boneyard a lot, a lot in some in some fashion. Yeah, but one of the Rainbow or Sabbath or D- yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy you know actually yeah. was producing stuff for thirty years. So yeah, yeah, I me- I meant to ask about <laughs> some of the lyrics in Heaven and Hell. What the hell is he talking about with bleeding for the dancer? Fool, fool, you've got to bleed for the dancer. Well, what the fuck does that even mean? Well, if you have when, to, when if you're you have casting, to ask, you're never going to know. When, listen, when you're casting your fifth level warlock spells, you know, <laughs> bleed for the dancers. What's, what, what sided die are you using for that? <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, the that's an eight sided die. Oh, oh, yeah. It's definitely eight. I cast bleeding dancer on you. <laughs> Oh man, that's probably what it is. It's the sad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet playing Dungeons and Dragons with him would have been fucking fun. Yeah, he was well, the in his house. Master. You'd be surrounded by actual probably like, saying chainmail everybody's and parts on seventeenth no, 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 century no, 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 coffee he'd tables. Be, no, yeah. he'd be wearing chainmail. <laughs> he would be wearing chain. Yeah, actually, like a full medieval armor, like everything, <laughs> like that scene in Bill and Ted's where he dresses up. <laughs> That's how we answered the door. Yeah. Ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to be great. Some D&D. Let's do it. It's going to be great. I have my 100 so die. So I enter the dungeon. What do I need to do? Look out! <laughs> Before every spell. Every roll would be, here Look we go! Out. <laughs> every roll. <laughs> Come on, Dio, stop it! You know, his uh, his singing, his singing has definitely inspired the um, DVDA group with with that oh, yes. man. Yes. He, does, he does a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm Yeah. So you don't you don't think "Walk Away" is the worst song on the album? It that's might not, be. That's not universal. That no, might, Lady Evil. I like yeah. I, I, I would definitely say Lady Evil. Lady Evil is worse than Walk Away, I think. And this it's number three, so... you know? Number three should be, like, the big... Tra- yeah, that's yeah. true. It's way too early. Yeah. Well, that one does get played on Ozzy's Boneyard. Does, Maybe yeah. that was a radio. I mean, let's face it. Lady Evil yeah. is so Dio. It is Dio's, you know, fingerprints all over there. I can see in the 80s that one. You know? That yeah. wasn't... I mean, that, that was probably... One that was more written more for the radio than wish or a walk walk away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be a toss up, but yeah, I could see it. Even well, though it, we, it doesn't look like they released it. But. No, they. I mean, it sounds like it. It's like a shoe in for radio, but we talked a little bit on the last episode about Judas Priest and how they were changing their sound to fit more with the mm-hmm. thrash bands. Do you think mm-hmm. Sabbath was doing a little bit of that with kind of what was coming up in metal at that time? Like Probably. 80 was, I mean, 80 was still pretty early in the, the yeah. 80s glam stuff, but there was Kiss and there was, yeah, that's a good you point. Know, yeah. I don't know if it's more that they were shifting because they had a totally different singer and maybe, had to. Maybe it's a combination. But, but if you listen to um, the Sabbath album before this, I mean, it's kind of a, it's got some good songs on it, but it's also kind of a mess. Like, they, they, you can tell they're unfocused, so they they needed to do something, which they did. Is that the one with the pilot on the cover? Yeah, it's got a couple Never pilots on it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I'll I mean, check I, it out. I like the album. I just I can see where it's like, oh, you guys, are. and and Never Say Die, calling it Never Say Die was like a, eh. 
Because <laughs> they knew they were about to die as a band. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why they named it that. It was kind of a sarcastic name of the album. Yeah. But uh It's like when Maiden called named the Final Frontier and was like, Oh my god, is that their last album? Yeah, it's their last album. No. Yeah, they um there were songs on that um on the I'll never say die that Ozzy wouldn't sing because they had a temporary singer for a while. He had left the band for a while. Oh, and right. songs with, with another guy. And so there were like Junior's Eyes, Ozzy rewrote the lyrics for. I'll never say die. And then there were two other songs. One turned out to be a, a really weird instrumental with like jazz parts and stuff on it. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last song on the album, I think it's called Swing in the Chain. Uh, Bill Ward had to sing it because Ozzy didn't want to sing the other guy's lyrics. Oh, wow. And he's actually a good <laughs> singer, I thought. Huh. Really? Interesting. Actually, you, you might want to pull that up. Let me see what you guys think of it. Of, of well, his, his vocals. Swing in the chain. Yeah, very good job. Yeah, he's not bad at all. Good. Yeah. Good. I mean, it doesn't sound like Sabbath. Yeah. But just because I'm not used to that vocal, but it's good. Yeah. I gotta we say, can, though, you can tell how the sound pro- is terrible. The production yeah. is the production <laughs> is not great. On Oof. That. Yeah, that was rough. I was like, what is that guitar sound? Ooh, <laughs> man, it's not good. Um, all right, so the last song is "Lonely Is the Word," which is um. It's up there for me. One of my favorites too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of the better ones, um, I think. Very bluesy. Um, Bill Ward called it a blues song, and it does have that kind of bluesy feel. Yeah. Play some. Of, can you play some of the main part of the song before we get to the end part? Yep. Which we have to talk about. Oh yeah. Kind of the whole gist of the song, yeah. Right? And then, uh, yeah, the end. Let's see. This is such a, <laughs> such a fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The minute I heard it, I was like, "What? <laughs> what are they <laughs> doing? <laughs> How did you get away with this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Even as a guitar solo sound, yeah. it sounds like Paige. It does. I mean, I don't think I even need to play Stairway to Heaven. Like, people, people know <laughs> if you that don't, song. If that doesn't punch you in the face with that right, song, like, by now. come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to play it, because you know that song. Like, <laughs> you should play it. All right. <laughs> I don't know where in the song, obviously, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Same guitar sound now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is it even the same notes? <laughs> I think it is. 
Jesus. It might be a half step lower on the Sabbath, yeah. but that's it. That's bad. You think Martin Birch is like... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want that one. He's glad you wanted that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you liked that. I don't like it. Last time you played it, you said it down like stupid with Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any other, anything else before I move on to listener feedback? No. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> no. So this was obviously the one that got the most feedback. Um, yeah. My friend Eric Heider said, He's only really familiar Wait, with. How does he spell know. Eric? <laughs> e R I C H. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Eric. I forgot about that one. Uh-huh. Erich. Erich. What's that? It's not like the Vikings. What is that like? I don't know. Pa- parental preference? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? I don't know. Who, who knows how words are formed? Yeah. He said uh, of the three albums we're talking about tonight, he's only really familiar with this one, and it's a great album. That's it. That's all I had to say. Um, well, I'd reckon I would, <clears throat> I'd recommend he familiar himself, familiarize himself with at least one of the other albums that we talked about tonight. Yeah, definitely. Not Flotsam and Jets. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read Justin's Tim? It's not, it's, it's really short, long. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Let me get back to it." Uh, he says, "Not a big fan of Dio Sabbath, but that's the best one." Which he's, he's he's not correct. Mm. I think Mob <laughs> Rules is much much better than some. Yeah, actually. Mob Rules is better. They're both good though. Two really, hmm? right? What's that? There's only two really. There's only two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did, didn't they do? Was Dehumanizer? Was that him too? I don't think that was Dio. No. No, I don't think it was. I think there's only yeah. two, and then they they reformed for Heaven and Hell. And that no, was that was him. Was it really? really? Yeah. Oh, so wow. three. Huh. Um, really. I don't. To, this album. This album is so close to the next album. Like we said, it sounds like it, you could be a, a double album. It's hard for me to like say. Like I, I get one's better than the other, but if uh, if Justin's like I, I, I didn't like Duo Sabbath, but this one's good. I'm like, well, it's like half their shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, Dio left in '82 or something, and then he came back in '92. Yeah, because that's weird. Okay. And then it's um, weird. And then left again. Man, if it and you guys and anybody listening, if you want to just see the most ridiculous band story of all time, just go to go to Wikipedia and read about Black Sabbath. <laughs> I'm sure there's there's probably books that are yeah. even more interesting. But if you yeah. just want an overview of the weird shit that this band went through, it's 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 total Spinal Tap. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention that Spinal, Spinal Tap pulled like a lot of their. Jokes. The Stonehenge thing is straight. Yeah. From, well, we yeah, talked about it when we talked about um, that album with uh, uh, Ian Gillen on it. Oh God, Born Again. The the album. Born Again. Yeah. Ugh. The Stonehenge thing was straight from a was straight spoof on Sabbath. They <laughs> had so many members, so many up and downs. You know? Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's crazy how many singers that they had? Oh God! At least four, right? Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's yeah. crazy. So, uh, Chris DiChiara, we've had on the show, 
um, good friend said, Heaven and Hell. <laughs> he said, it's the only one that belongs here. Uh, in the scoop of elves. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and I think, mob I think rules. when the storm comes down, it's metal. It it fits our yeah, it fits our. I yeah. think uh, do- the doors will be the one that's like way out. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that's out there. Yeah, um, everyone a lot back in seventy. The, yeah, <laughs> the Sabbath, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So he said, uh, "This album and Mob Rules are probably my two favorite Black Sabbath records." Holy shit. The song Heaven and Hell has to be one of the greatest metal songs of all time, in my humble opinion. Jeez. It's a, it's a classic. I, you know, know. It's, it, it goes on a, a little bit now that I know that that, that verse riff is just um, the Dio song, the yeah. Holy Diver. Yeah, Dio stole it, though. So <laughs> he stole you can't it. blame he probably, the original. He probably wrote it. Yeah. He hummed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, didn't he? Wasn't there a there was a story? Wasn't there uh, that Dio played bass on uh, some stuff? No, I didn't know that. Is yeah, it, I think I did hear he that. He's a bass yeah. player. Yeah, so maybe he did write some riffs. It's got to be hard because he's such a little guy. Well, you can <laughs> dodge a wrench. You can dodge a dodgeball. This <laughs> guy was like seventy five percent bases. <laughs> so Paul listened to this album. Uh oh, Paul should know this. Yeah, yes, he should. He, he should. should be a Black Sabbath, huge Black Sabbath fan. But I don't think he knew it. He no, did really? not. No, he did not. He says. <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell. Well, this is another great <laughs> driving album. <laughs> right up. <laughs> right up. I'm kind of doing it on purpose at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it like him then. Present. <laughs> right up my old hey, school street. Lots really of good looking heavy guitar riff, heavy bass and great drum beat. Dio is heavy metal vocalist god. He could turn a lame room of Karens having a pink flower party into a hard, head-begging metal fest. I, don't, I didn't get that at all. What the fuck? What? <laughs> yeah, he could turn a, a lame room of Karens. You know the Karen is, right? Yeah. Having a pink flower party. So you get okay. Karens com- probably complaining about their pink flower party. Is there a, such thing as a pink flower party? There is now. Yeah, that's what I was like. What is that? <laughs> it's British. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> then you put this on and all the Karens start headbanging and it's a metal fest. All right. All right. Whatever you say, Paul. Well, he's not done yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he's wait, got more. There's, there's more. more. That's right. Don't answer yet. Uh, this album is... Paced quick for Sabbath, it's satisfyingly faster, loaded with heavy as fuckness without thrashing. Yes, it's Dungeons and Dragons older metal, but really grab my attention. Dio came in as a vocalist for Sabbath and he transformed them. This has energy. It is essentially Dio with Sabbath as guests. Not a bad thing. I'm adding this to my metal Spotify playlist. The whole album is worth listening to start to finish. I'm giving it a solid B++. Really enjoying it. Headbanging. <laughs> I like how he ended it. Yeah. Really enjoying it. Headbanging. Presently, headbanging. Okay. It must be hard to and tell. I also like that he gave it, he gave it an extra plus. Yeah, plus, plus. Plus, plus. Plus, plus. A plus, plus, plus. <laughs> B. Plus, plus, plus. Uh, yeah. So the last comment is. What's from... better, a B plus plus or an A minus? Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I still think like a B plus plus is better, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, but that's two pluses. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's the same. 
Mm. Maybe they equal out. So the last comment is from Eric Boyers again. What's Eric? With a C. With a C. With a C. Uh, he said, when someone asks what my favorite Sabbath album is, most people expect me to say Master or Volume 4, but the honest truth is Heaven and Hell. It's a fairly unpopular opinion in some circles. It's a fair statement, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't think anyone's going to discredit you for thinking a Dio album is better than a, a Nazi album. I think no. they're both fantastic vocalists. Um, well, so, I don't know. Uh, maybe even until we started listening to the albums for this podcast, I've always considered myself a Black Sabbath fan, but it, it was the, like the first six albums, mm-hmm. maybe maybe five albums, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but now I'm, I'm like, this is, even though I've heard the album before and a bunch of these songs, um, I'm, I'm, I'm able to appreciate the Dio Sabbath a lot better. And, and I get that it's not, it's not the same thing. Um, because that original Sabbath lineup is so, there's so many classic songs in there and they had their own sound and their heaviness. Right. That, that's, it changes with Dio with a, with a great deal. They're not, they don't have the, they have some of the heavy, chunky riffs, but it's not the same at all. Um, right. Like you listen to Caius and they were so influenced by early Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, with that, that groove riff and the heavy tune down and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm kind of interested into like looking and uh, you know like the uh, some of the '80s Black Sabbath stuff, which I'm sure I'm not, <laughs> pretty sure I'm not going to like. Did you know Dan Spitz's brother was in a version of what? Uh, I, that sounds familiar. He was yeah. the bass player for one of the uh, Sabbath albums in the '80s, where they they look like they're all part. They look like they're guys from Winger, where they're, they're dressed <laughs> up. At, it was basically just Iomi and a bunch of other dudes. I was going to yeah. say, is Iomi the only guy that's been in the band the entire time? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. Geezer Butler left at some point. Too. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. to be fair to him, he did not want a lot of like, like, uh, uh, what's the uh, album with uh, Gillen? Uh, Born Again. Born Again. Yeah. Like, like, they didn't want that to be a Black Sabbath album. The record yeah, 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 I remember that. company yeah. said, said to, uh, uh, you had to do it that way. Which I feel like they should have said no. Whenever <laughs> yeah, released, yeah, but, right. you know, whatever, I guess... They had to do what they had to do, but um, there were there were some other albums with with Sabbath in the eighties where he was like, I didn't want this to be a Sabbath album, and they the record company was like, you have to do it as a Sabbath album. Mm-hmm. So the record companies, I think, take a big uh, like a big responsibility and the tarnishing of the legacy of Sabbath, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of the stuff they got put out. I, was, I still I still want to go listen to some of the stuff. The one singer that. Um, we haven't talked about who came after Ian Gillen. Do, does anybody know his name off the top of their heads? No. Mm-hmm. Not. No. Look. What era was that? I guess 80s and 90s. Mid-80s? Oh. It would have been like 85-ish, I guess. Um, Tony Martin? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Tony that's Martin. right. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I've heard any of his stuff um, with them. So... I don't expect to be blown away, but I guess he put out four albums with him. <laughs> Just going to show you how one, how two, much three, this <laughs> how much this band produced uh-huh. over the years. Six six albums. Jeez. Oh, wow. Well, let's grade this thing. Oh yeah, I give it an A minus. I give it a B, which is the same as a B plus plus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I give it a B also. Yeah. I am going to have to go C plus. 
It's just Ooh, Theo. Really? Theo. <laughs> wow. So do you not like Theo just because lo- there's his, his lyrics? No, I just... Uh, I, mean, I would have actually... Like I would have thought you would be the biggest Dio fan I, of the I four should of be. I, I absolutely should be. But no, I, I, I really... It just goes one step too far. I mean... I bridge too far. He's talented. I mean, <laughs> like, how well he delivers his vocals... There's also no grit to him, you know? I mean, he's, he's supposed really? to be like... Hmm. I don't agree with that. Uh, yeah. But, you know... Even in, what about the like grit that? in Look Out? Yeah. <laughs> Look Out! <laughs> he's got grit. Look Out! But vocalists are like that, you know? Some vocals are like that. I mean, they... We like Blitz, you, you don't? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Right. I, I don't yeah. like Bobby Blitz either. But, close, can you at least close out with a little bit of the uh, live tribute to Dio from uh, Jack Black? Oh. <laughs> Holy diver, you've been down too long in the midnight sea. Oh, what's becoming of me? Oh, no. Ride the tiger. You can Ride the tiger. Sense, but you know right. he's clean. So I can never be seen. Yeah. <laughs> Same song. You put them together. He yeah. did. That's funny. Wrong, you're a bringer of evil. Devil is never a maker. Less that you give, you're a taker. Stop. I like it better. Okay, good. That's it. <laughs> the way he pronounces. Syllables, yeah, it makes them funny. I know. Evil. <laughs> Did you want to hear more of the song? Get or just him doing it? Maybe that should be the outro, though. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, cool. Um, so yeah, some more time podcast.com. One more time, and go to YouTube. God damn it! And for the you first know, time, first time in a long, long Don't time, just... I'm not drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got through another entire episode. <laughs> Don't just go to YouTube. Subscribe. That's right. Subscribe. Get notifications. All that good stuff. Because we got a good amount of videos up there, people. Anyway, I'll play some outro music. Get the fuck out of here. All right. All right, people. Bye, bye. Energy, energy, aggression. Well, that's not the ballad of Dio. Outro. <laughs> it's not. You say things to people that mean something. <laughs> Shut mm-hmm. it off. We're celebrating Martin Birch and Dio. We're honoring them. Dio has rapped for a long, long time. But now it's time for him to pass the torch. He has songs of Wildebeests and angels He has soared on the wings of a demon Fucking yeah Time to pass the torch You're too old to rock No more rocking for you now We're taking you to a home Where we will sing a song about you And we will make sure that you're very well taken care of you tell us secrets that you've learned. Okay, yeah. Your sauce will I mix with ours. And we'll make a good goulash, baby. The old time ago, 
you must give your cape and scepter to me. And a smaller one for Kate.